wonderful friends, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the programmer we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Frita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. It's our pleasure to welcome you to the program when we're asking you to stay with us for the whole hour. We are going to have a very interesting program uh, today. And uh, you know by now, if you are um, a frequent uh, listener to Drive Time, that you can be part of this program. And if you don't know that, I'm going to tell you. If you are tuning in for the first time with us, welcome to the program. And I'm inviting you, my dear friend listening today, to connect with us. And you can do that by sending a text message to 04888-80811. And you can have a say to whatever we're sharing today on the program. And uh, just stay tuned because I'm going to give you a little bit of um, info just as we start. And uh, keep in mind that we have... Um, gift for you also prepared today a wonderful book and uh, all those good things and uh, we have special uh, guests with us here in the studio um, please stay tuned don't go anywhere and uh, I would like to just mention to you that uh, we are talking uh, under this uh, theme uh, for the whole week we were looking at you are not a robot now we, we may think that we are acting like robots we are working like robots we are doing all sorts of things even myself i had a hectic day today very busy uh, hardly have time to breathe but uh, you know thank god for um, his uh, strength and power giving us and we're going to talk about uh, what do we mean when we say you are not a robot we already asked uh, a few questions like um, the sabbath a gift to the rat race? Or is rest just for the Jews? What does the New Testament teach about Sabbath? Because this is what we are going to just dig in a little bit more about the rest of the Sabbath today. Now also, um, the other day we asked a question like, uh, how did it happen? Does it matter anyway? that Sabbath was changed from uh, uh, Saturday to Sunday. Our question today is, in a non-stop world, is Sabbath possible? But I would like to say hello to our uh, co-host, um, our guest here in the studio today, and it's Pastor Sam Braga. It's good to have you with us, Sam. It's good to be here, Nick. Thank you for having me uh, now, in the our program. Yes, Sam, we had you also last week uh, with us for a little bit because you are in Adelaide. Now, you're not from Adelaide. You are um, in Adelaide for a purpose. Uh, can you share a little bit with us and maybe with our listeners as they may tune in uh, uh, and not uh, knowing who you are? Because usually we have a regular co-host on uh, each day of the week, but it's my privilege to have you with us uh, today, Sam. And yeah, where are you from and uh, why are you here in Adelaide? Yeah, I'm um, I'm from Sydney. I live in Sydney, but originally I come from Chile. I've lived in Australia since 1989, and uh, most of that time I have lived uh, in Sydney. And I'm in uh, Adelaide for two weeks. I've been doing a series of training programs for two churches, 
uh, in the Adelaide City area. One is in Melrose Park and the other one is in uh, Prospect. Mm -hmm. And the one in Prospect is just coming to an end tonight. It's the last night of our training program and tomorrow morning we'll finish with a special program on Sabbath morning. So if any of the listeners would like to join us. That's That'd a very important, and this is on Belleville Street, um, just in Prospect, uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, if you are nearby, or uh, you can make it by 7 o'clock tonight, Sam is going to speak there at 7 o'clock, uh, finishing this week of uh, uh, training. Uh, training, yes. But uh, tomorrow will be a special time of worship, uh, the same yeah. location, uh, the same church, uh, starting at... Uh, uh, I believe 10 o'clock, uh, I'm not sure with the program of this church. I think yeah. it's 9.30. Or 9.30. Yeah. And then uh, 11 o'clock will be also the yeah, main when, service. When I speak, yep. Yeah, the main service. And uh, it will be really good, my dear friend, if you like yes. to see Sam, even in person, say hello or hear about what he is going to share. Uh, why not to come Um at Seventh-day Adventist Church, Prospect Seventh-day Adventist Church in Belleville Street. I think it's number seven, if I'm not wrong. But uh, just search for the Seventh-day Adventist Church International. I think it's International Seventh-day Adventist Church in Prospect. Now, and you are here in Adelaide uh, for the, this purpose for the last uh, couple of weeks? couple of weeks, that's right. Um, uh, tomorrow is my last day here, and then I, I fly back uh, home uh, in the evening. And then I'll be back in June, but not in Adelaide City. I'll be back in Adelaide City in Prospect Church to run a special program in September where we will run a, 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 a program for the public, and uh, that is going to be very special, yes. Okay, well, uh, keep uh, keep tuned, my dear friend. Where you may we may give you some information about upcoming programs. Yes, you are coming um, in uh, June, as you said, or July, June, June, June in uh, southeast uh, Summer right. Millicent yes. area. Yes, and uh, we have listeners from that area, my friend. Keep those dates uh, or get yourself informed. Or ring us, you know, if you want to find out. Uh, about uh, Sam's um, appointments there in uh, Millicent uh, a bit later in the year. Now, um, Sam, you you said you're a pastor, uh, but you travel quite a bit, uh, and I know uh, that you you are an international speaker, to say so. You've been to different countries, running programs in different places. Uh, you are uh, very passionate in sharing with people in various ways, the love of God, the gospel, the good news of the Bible. And I believe this is very important. A pastor these days can be very easily just um, constrained, if you like, in uh, sometime even in administration, in other things. But you like to go from place to place and really be an evangelist. Yeah, I'm, I'm what we call an itinerant pastor. Okay. So I don't have a congregation that I look after. I, the Lord has called me to do itinerant work, so I travel wherever the Lord sends me. And He has taken me in many places. And so it's, it's, uh, it's, it's got its beauty. The fact that, uh, you meet a lot of people, you get to know a lot of places, and the Lord uses you in different ways. It's all, also got drawbacks because you don't have a congregation that looks after you at the same time that you look after them. Mm -hmm. and, uh, all the, all the social aspects that come, you know, with a congregation and the support. Uh, you usually, as an itinerant, you tend to be pretty, you know, uh, alone because you travel mostly by yourself, mm -hmm. different places, but it's got, uh, it's got its beauty. 
Yeah, wonderful. I'm looking forward maybe even if you have a story to share from some other parts of the world as we are talking about in a non-stop world. Is Sabbath possible? You may have experiences with people as you travel around how they observe Sabbath, how they keep Sabbath or uh, what that means for them. Uh, yeah, we, we are... Yeah, as we, as we advance, I'll, uh, I'll share some stories. I'm just giving you some heads up, just yes. on that one to prepare <laughs> some, um, some of those uh, stories if you, if you can. Now, at this time, I would like probably to move to a segment which we called uh, World Watch, just to see what's going on in, uh, in the world and here as we speak in our state. And I'm going to say hello to our um, good friend, David Delima from Family Voice Australia. David, can you hear us? Yes, Nick and Sam. Great to be with you again. How are you, David? All right, that's wonderful, uh, David, that we can hear you well. Now, um, we know uh, it's always uh, better when you are in the studio to see your face, but you are over the phone now from beautiful city of Port Augusta. How things are uh, going over there? Is the weather nice there? Yes, uh, always good up here, although there is a lot of trouble in these schools, I've got to say. Mm. Uh, I was disturbed to read. Uh, recently that the the main high school in Port Augusta has two security guards who are on patrol constantly when the students are there to break up any trouble. So this is just unheard of. Mm. Oh, well, uh, yeah, we live in a very, very troublous world, uh, okay. David. And now, uh, just as I mentioned, David, on this segment, World Watch, I know you always uh, have some things, uh, you know, um, prepared the uh, what's going on in this world. And would you like to share with us a little bit, uh, a few things about, I uh, just before we went on air, I spoke with you and you said that even here in uh, our state in South Australia, there are some, some not so nice things happening with the governments and uh, all the intentions, but all around the world there are things going on. Can you please just share with us a bit? Yes, a couple of things come to mind, Nick. One is the the looming indictment of President uh, Donald Trump. So uh, we were sort of waiting to see him being carted off, arrested and wearing handcuffs, but I think uh, the report of that has been somewhat exaggerated. If he turns himself in next week to the grand jury uh, meeting in uh, New York, then uh, probably there won't be any need for an arrest or handcuffs. So... um, that would have been a a fascinating sight and though that may have been regarded as a victory for the Democrats, in fact I would think really it would be a victory for the Republicans because the President will of course argue his innocence and he will say he's being politically framed so we'll have to wait and see what happens Mm. the matter relates to the alleged illegality of him directing one of his associates to pay some money to a lady and writing that off as a legal expense. Mm-hmm. So the president is maintaining his innocence. He's entitled to that presumption. Uh, he's a sinner in, salvation, in need of salvation, as we all are, of course, and I think he'd be the first to admit that. Mm. Uh, he's certainly not a perfect man. Uh, none of us are. But um, I do want to pay tribute to him as the most pro-life president in history. And uh, I was delighted um, last year when action that he took to install some black-letter lawyers, we might call them, on the top court of the United States, which is the Supreme Court. And on the bench there, they overturned that, that ridiculous law, which had found a, a, a right 
to abortion lurking within the shadows, as they say, lurking mm-hmm. within the shadows of the US Constitution. So that's the, the sort of breaking news at the moment. Yes, another I, issue, of course. Yeah, uh, just, even be, yeah, before you're moving to that, uh, uh, David, um, yeah, I watch myself a little bit uh, in the morning things uh, to- unpacking you know under the breaking news and uh, as you just said people are uh, waiting or having all sorts of ideas what they may happen you know um and i even uh, heard about that uh, the mayor of uh, uh where is he in which state in um uh, florida florida florida, yeah. florida um saying that he's not going to extradite donald trump to new york uh for this uh, reason you know to be Uh, facing, you know, the, the, um, accusation the comes from, jury. yeah, the grand jury comes from, uh, New York State. Uh, but, yeah. and when I looked at these things, uh, just, I could not help but think of the theme which we have, you know, for, on our program, uh, last week and this week, talking about the law of God. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when you talk about the law of God, Uh, it doesn't matter who you are, you know, you can be the king, the queen, the president, the uh, former president, uh, you are um, in, in front of the law, you are called to... To give an account. To give an account. And the, that's right, Sam. And I'm just saying this. Now, we don't saying anything that uh, former President Donald Trump is guilty of anything, because we cannot say that. Uh, not, not even uh, in America, they are not clear on this aspect yet, uh, but the important thing is that uh, nobody can avoid on what the law stands. And that's the, the reality with the moral law, with the civil law, and most of the laws, the civil law, it's actually structured uh, from uh, the Bible, from the mor- moral law, which we talked about. Yes. Now, uh, David, you said that uh, here in Adelaide, uh, in our uh, state, there are a few things um, happening. And uh, if you could share also on uh, that aspect, too. Yes. The difficulty at the moment in South Australia is the possibility that Adelaide City Council will scrap the Christian prayer with which it opens its uh, sessions of council. Uh, this will be a, a very uh, negative step. Uh, it would be a step backwards because if God is not presiding over what goes on, if his wisdom's not being shared, if his name's not being honored, then how can we ex- how can we expect him to bless what we're doing? Mm. Uh, the psalmist is very clear that unless the Lord builds the house, the laborers labor in vain. And unless the Lord watches over the city, the watchmen stand guard in vain. Mm-hmm. A lot of the work of the council and of our parliaments and so on relates to law and order issues, that is safety and security and so on. It doesn't matter ultimately how many police we put on the beat. If God is not watching over the community, then he will frustrate even our best efforts. Mm-hmm. So we absolutely need his blessing and wisdom, and that begins with prayer, because as we pray to God, we in fact are not so much changing his mind, but we are dedicating ourselves the cause. That's why Jesus taught us to pray and say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And it's for me and you and Adelaide City Council mm. uh, to do what is what is good and right in the sight of God. So I'll, I'm writing currently to all of the members of the Adelaide City Council and uh, hoping that they will heed our concerns at Family Voice, that they not scrap this time-honored custom, which I think is a very helpful one. Mm-hmm. And uh, instead that they will continue to open in prayer and uh, our, our 
hope is that God will hear their prayers and answer them and guide them and lead them. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, and my dear friend listening today, if you have uh, an inquiry or a question or a comment in regard to what David was sharing and um, in regard to our program as we are going to, to proceed in a moment, um, please don't hesitate to send us a text message on 048-808-11. You can uh, write a text message, address a text message to David. If you want to what he was sharing, uh, David DeLima from Family West Australia, you can write direct to him too. But yeah, you, you can write us a message and we'll pass it uh, to David. Now, David, thank you so much for um, all these informations. Please stay with us if you can, if you have time as we are going through the program. And um, we are going to, in a moment, uh, open up the Bible and uh, talk a little bit more about uh, in a non-stop world. Is Sabbath possible? But uh, taking a short break right now and we'll be back in a moment. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we are also uh, grateful and thankful to uh, Adventist World Radio for their support. They do a great ministry all around the world and they are in partnership with us too. Now, my dear friend, I mentioned uh, a bit earlier that we have an offer for you and I'm going to talk about this uh, right uh, here now. Um, It's a book, um, The Fourth Dilemma by uh, uh, Peter Ernst. And uh, this book, uh, it's very important. Christians throughout the United States are enthusiastically supporting various movements that insist that God's law must once again be center of our lives, both personally and publicly. But it is actually possible to get the Ten Commandments back in our schools, workplaces. This book will talk uh, a little bit about this uh, aspect, the fourth dilemma. Please don't hesitate to send us a text message with a code SA111, 111. SA stands for South Australia and triple uh, one this time. Easy to remember. Send us a text message and the book is your will come um, to talk a little bit more about this book as we go. But right now I'm going to just turn to our uh, good friend here um, in the studio with us, uh, Pastor Sam Braga. And uh, Sam, I've been able to come to some of the meetings, you know, as uh, you you held some meetings in the evenings here. And uh, I was hoping to come tomorrow, but I have another appointment somewhere else. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's very important to open the Bible, to look in the Bible and to see what the Bible says when you deal with topics like, uh, in this case, the Sabbath. Mm. Many people will have all sorts of ideas about the Sabbath. <laughs> and as uh, I mentioned even this book, you know, many people are thinking that, all right, uh, the law of God needs to be, you know, looked at again. But that will involve also Sabbath. Yeah, that's right. And the, the fourth commandment, it's interesting that it's, right there in the middle, you know, uh, of the, <laughs> the Ten Commandments. And it's the only commandment which uh, um, starts with remember yeah. to keep the, ha- mm. the Sabbath uh, holy. Now, is it possible to keep the Sabbath in this uh, modern 
times and uh, kind of going the world in which we live. <laughs> I would say that uh, because we live in a high demand world in which we are constantly um, tasking our uh, mental and physical energies, uh, it's very easy to uh, fall in the trap of the rat race and never stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, seeking for, you know, for material gain and, uh, you know, feel comfortable in life and, uh, you know, to, to secure a future. And yet many who dream with a retirement, when retirement comes, they are sick. They have wasted themselves. You know, they have worked so hard. Uh, and in an age when the, the demands are so high on people, the Sabbath is more needed than ever before. Mm, mm. More needed than ever before. And, and I, I believe right from the beginning when God created, you know, all things and created humankind, uh, God obviously, he knew uh, how important is the Sabbath, you know, that he was uh, resting himself to give a, an example. And not only that, but he blessed and sanctified yeah. this uh, That's right, that's, that's day. Genesis chapter 2. Uh, it says in uh, verses one through to three says that thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it, he rested from all his work, which he had created and made. So we often associate the Sabbath with the Ten Commandments, mm-hmm. but the Sabbath precedes the writing of the Ten Commandments, you know, for a long period, because the Sabbath comes from creation. Mm. The Sabbath was given to humanity, and Jesus said that very clearly in Mark chapter 2, verse 27, that uh, the Sabbath was made for man. And so, very clearly, the Creator, when He made the Sabbath, He made it as a, you know, as a gift for humankind. And so it was not only for the Jews, mm-hmm. it was as, as is, you know, popularly thought of because the Jews are the ones who have kept the Sabbath the longest. But, uh, the, the scriptures clarify very clearly that the Sabbath is a gift to us that comes from creation. To human beings, not to, to a, a race or a particular, I mean, That's to right. a particular, uh, um, and, and nation. Th- and throughout history, uh, he, um, we have had that we have, you know, you can see that people of all backgrounds have kept the Sabbath, whole nations. Mm. You know, in Africa, Ethiopia was a Sabbath keeping nation for a long time. Uh, in China, the Sabbath was kept by certain groups, you know, in the sixth century BC. Mm. And so there are evidence that the Sabbath, there was a universal knowledge of the Sabbath. And so the Sabbath is not only a gift given by the Creator to the Jews, it's the Jews kept the Sabbath because the Jews were God's people, they were His nation, and as such the Sabbath is a sign that God has given to His children. It's a Mm. sign of relationship between God and His created beings. And can we say that um, the Sabbath is, uh, as we pointed out already, for everyone, even for those people who don't believe in God. Well, uh, the, the, you see, the Sabbath has spiritual context in it, but also the Sabbath is a physical reality. Mm-hmm. The, the, in the text we've just read, the, the, the Bible defines the, the seventh day as a day when God rested physically. So there is a physical component where God bless the Sabbath and sanctified it. The blessing, it's a, it's a uh, element of the Sabbath in which God gives 
reveals to us that he desires our happiness, our well-being. And the sanctification of the Sabbath has to do with the spiritual component. Mm-hmm. So there is a, there is a, uh, a physical element, there is a well-being element, element, and there is a spiritual ele- element to the Sabbath. Even if you don't, are not a spiritual person, the Sabbath will benefit you mm. just by the mere uh, physical rest, the ceasing for one day. And also, um, during our um, uh, program, you know, through the week, we approached these uh, things and we talked about even how man uh, intended to even change the order of the week, for example, because yes. the week is the only um, period uh, of time given by God, which is not like the year, which is… That's right. Uh, there, there, there are no… Uh, astrological, astrological component, component correct? Week. Yes, not uh, like as it is for the day, for the year, for That's the month, right. uh, all the those seasons. things, seasons. But the week is like a gift from That's God. Right. Yes. Uh, after six days of creation, in the seventh day he rested and he sanctified and blessed. And probably we could say that, uh, as I mentioned, even those people who don't believe in God, as much as they benefit or admire or even like the nature, for example, which surrounds us, pretty much is the same like Sabbath, because yeah. nature is was created, you know, in, in the uh, in God's creation that's right. for our benefit, for, mm. you know, that's how Sabbath is. Mm. We can put it maybe almost on the same level. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting, uh, uh, you know, as we look at the original seventh day, it's a, it's an interesting day in the in the in the account of Genesis. It's a different day. When you read the first six days of creation, you find that they all have uh, an evening and the morning. Mm. But the seventh day in the account is not mentioned to have an evening and morning. Right. And so uh, that that is, that is intended by God for us to realize that though the Sabbath is a twenty four hour period. The Sabbath needs to permeate the whole of the week. And in the scriptures, there's a number of ways by which this is identified. For example, um, all the days of the week in the Bible are mentioned in, in connection to the Sabbath. Sunday is called the first of the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Uh, Friday is called preparation to the Sabbath or for the Sabbath. And the week in the Bible, in the New Testament, the whole week is spoken of as the Sabbath. And so what, what, uh, you know, the Bible authors wanted us to understand is that the blessings you receive on the Sabbath, the lessons you learn, the relationship you build with the Lord and with one another are to be carried throughout the week and the Sabbath must permeate throughout the week our life. So mm. the Sabbath is a, is a day without ends. It's, um, it's uh, in a certain sense, it's eternal time, is divine time. That's why the Bible calls it the Lord's day. It is God's day. It's not our day. God has given us six days, which are clearly defined by periods of 24 hours. When we enter into the Sabbath, it's as if we are entering into eternity. It is God's time. That's very interesting uh, how you put it, uh, uh, Sam. I like that. I wonder if, uh, David, are you still with us? If uh, David is uh, continuing to be with us, I'm just wondering, uh, where, wh- what would you say, um, uh, David, to to what we just pointed out? Yes, Sam makes an excellent point that the Sabbath is it's not part of the law uh, exclusively. Yes, it's uh, restated in the law, that is in the Ten Commandments, and uh, but as Sam points out, it's really anchored in creation. And, and that means it's 
it's got very little to do with law. It's got everything to do with reality. Uh, and so if God himself rested, how valuable is it for us to rest? And yet in our, in our culture, we fight. We've, we fight Sabbath-keeping, and we also fight sleep. Uh, mm. Humanity has never been so sleep-deprived in history. Now, a hundred years ago, people ate more, but they were more fit. They slept more, and, and they seemed to get more done. Uh, and yet, we're so preoccupied with with uh, materialism that we just can't rest. Yeah, uh, the that's other point I'd like to add is that is that when God rested, He didn't do so because He was tired. Uh, the God of Israel neither slumbers nor sleeps. He didn't need to rest, but it's the rest that occurs when you have finished the task and you sort of put your feet up and look at it and say, "This is good stuff." Yes, and um, so He's really. It's resting, so he's got the opportunity to desist from being creative at that point and instead to enjoy what he's doing. So the, tr- so the truth is, is enjoying the, the work of creation. Uh, and particularly with man in his right context, and, and though it says in Genesis that this is good and that is good, the only thing that's very good is when man is put to work in the garden. But God says that this is very good as he looks back over the entire creation week. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, yeah, thank you, David. And uh, by the way, um, if you come back again, you know, like we'll talk. I think the phone was on speaker, if I'm not wrong, because the sound was a little bit distorted, just a little bit. But if not, uh, we'll try to speak a little bit more direct to the phone. Um, but yeah, very good point uh, there, uh, David. Uh, you know, uh, many times I'm thinking, I heard this thing, Sam and David, and my dear friend listening today, um, that Sabbath can be almost like a timeout, you know, you know, in between a, a game, you know, <laughs> like you look back for the days of the week, you know, uh, whatever you achieved or uh, um, how things went and then prepare also for the week to come. You know, the Sabbath is like, as you just said, the Sam is not just a separate day. It's it's covering all aspects of life. Yeah. And I believe that's a very good point. Now, my dear friend, you know that you can be part of this discussion and uh, you just need to send us a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. You may ask a question or make a comment in regard to this. What do you think about the Sabbath? What do you think is that needed in this uh, millennium? Uh, or in this uh, fast world, uh, do we need uh, Sabbath rest or we can cope with uh, life as it is? Why not to come with us uh, and share your thoughts? But yeah, coming back to you, Sam, now, and um, you pointed out before uh, very nicely, you know, that uh, the Sabbath is uh, God's day. I mean, we cannot afford to do whatever we like with that day if it belongs to God. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, uh, I mean, yes, we may uh, observe or not. We may choose. We have freedom of choice, but we cannot um, change times. And one of the questions uh, we had um, during the week uh, was in this regard, you know, the change from... Uh, from Saturday to Sunday as a Sabbath, as the seventh day uh, Sabbath. Now, does it matter? Well, um, when we look at uh, the Sabbath command um, in the, the fourth commandment in Exodus chapter 20, 
the, the Sabbath command is the only commandment of the Ten Commandments that actually defines the authority of God, defines who He is, mm-hmm. the creator of heaven and earth, and it defines that He is our God. And therefore, the Sabbath uh, marks, it is it plays a special role in the law of God as being the sign of God's authority mm. and ownership of planet Earth. And so, if any human being comes and changes that commandment, it's, an, it's a direct attack to the identity, the authority, and ownership of God on planet Earth. And so that's why uh, the Sabbath plays an important role because it's it's like the tree in the garden. When God said to Adam and Eve, "You shall of all the trees you can eat, but of the tree of the uh, knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. The day you eat of it, you shall surely die." That tree stood as a symbol of God's ownership and authority mm-hmm. over this world. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Sabbath plays the same role. God says, "You have six days for you; the seventh day is mine." And therefore, the Sabbath then stands as the sign of God's authority and ownership over this planet. And, uh, and we as created beings then, uh, uh, if, we, uh, you know, if we recognize God as such, we are to submit and we are to obey Him, you know, in love, in loving obedience. And so when someone then rises, whether it be at a church or a political power and rises and endeavors to challenge their authority, they uh, and they do it specifically on the Sabbath. They are saying, "I am God. I am taking the place of God on planet Earth." And sadly, that happened, uh, you know, in Christian history. Uh, very early in the peace, uh, there were you know movements to do that, and the Bible had prophesied it. In Daniel chapter seven, verse twenty-five, we are told that um, you know a power would rise that would endeavor to change times and laws. And that 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 statement of Daniel seven twenty five spe- uh, specifically refers to a commandment in the law of God that has to do with time, and the only commandment in the law of God that do, uh, does with time is the fourth commandment, the the Sabbath commandment, because it's the only commandment that defines sacred time. And so, on the seventh day, a sacred time as designed by God, and so. Uh, uh, Daniel predicted that that was going to be the case. And so, as we look in Christian history, that happened very early. There were movements beginning in the second century by some Christians to try to uh, differentiate Christianity from Judaism. And they began to say that uh, Sunday was the sacred day of Christians, and they called it the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, which the Bible never recognizes. And then in the fourth century, there were laws passed. Once Christianity became the dominant power uh, in the in the Roman Empire, then laws were began to be passed both at political level and ecclesiastical level that violated the sacredness of the Sabbath and exalted Sunday as a sacred day. Right. Very interesting uh, what you said. Can we say also, Sam, that as you pointed out, that it, the authority of God, you know, uh, you, when you look at the Sabbath, you can see there. Can we say that uh, this can be like the seal of God? Because we, you just mentioned about uh, authorities, people, um, and if you look from a prophetic point of view, uh, you know, in prophecy, it speaks also about the authority of man, uh, which... Uh, Maybe my dear friend listening today, you may be familiar also with the the mark of the beast, for example. Uh, they would like to have a identification. Is that uh, what you are saying here? That yeah, the, the Sabbath can be identified as the seal of God? Well, the, 
the law of God is a sign of God's authority because that's what law fulfills. Mm-hmm. It's an expression. It is the clearest expression of the divine authority you know, on planet Earth, the law of God. And then when we look inside the law and we look at the fourth commandment, the fourth commandment fulfills the role of being the seal of the, author- of the divine authority over that law and over our whole planet. And so, yes, the, 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 the Sabbath uh, is, you know, can be spoken of as the seal of God in his law. Right. Well, and my dear friend, uh, if you want to know more about this uh, stuff or what we just said here, we always have um, uh, seminars going on uh, all around the country here. And if you are interested, why not to send us a message and uh, asking? We will be very happy to you know, to direct you to one of those uh, seminars. I'm running some of them here in Adelaide and uh, we'll be very happy to have you part with those studies. But I'm going to take a short break here. Maybe have a song and we'll be back soon. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. This is Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. God took six days and created earth and moon and stars and sun. On the seventh day he rested from the work that he had done. Then he blessed it, made it holy as a gift for
Welcome back. This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with uh, Nick Rita. And in the studio with us here is uh, Pastor Sam Braga. Over the phone, uh, I hope I still have uh, David Lima from Family Voice Australia. And uh, we yes, are talking... <laughs> yes, David, good to hear that you're still on. Um, we are talking today uh, under this theme, you are not a robot. But we are... Uh, focusing today on the Sabbath, the rest of the Sabbath. And we ask this question uh, in these um, uh, troublous times, in this fast world, is Sabbath still possible? I mean, the rest of the Sabbath, to keep the day of the Sabbath? And uh, just before the break, yeah, we, we talk with Sam and David about this aspect. And now, before I'm moving in um, a little bit more, I like to mention the offer which we have for today because it's a wonderful book called The Fourth Dilemma by Peter Ernst. And, uh, you know, my dear friend, uh, in this book, you can discover why this dilemma even exists and how one single world has frustrated pastors and theologians for hundreds of years uh, asking around this uh, aspect of uh, the Sabbath day. And this book is yours, my dear friend, if you send us a text message with the code S. A one 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 S A hundred and eleven, and you'd you'll have this book. Um, our friendly robot will take you through that. Please don't hesitate to send us a message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. On the same number, you can share with us a thought, a comment, a question in regard to the topic which we are addressing today. But I'm coming back to Sam again here in the studio. And um, uh, Sam, before the break, we were talking about, uh, um, you know, how important is the Sabbath because it uh, describes who God is in the fourth commandment. And um, he, you mentioned that uh, Sabbath is the, it's God's uh, day. Now, you look a bit earlier in Genesis chapter 2. Can you take us back to Genesis chapter 2 and just share with us a little bit more about um, how is for God, what Sabbath meant to God? Yeah, um, when we look at Genesis 2, it's very interesting because the Sabbath is not given to man until the end of the day. God takes Adam and Eve. Is the the, uh, the seventh day is actually the first full day that Adam and Eve ever lived. Uh, they were probably created towards the end of the sixth day of Friday, and then they they didn't do much. And then God, of course, gave them the command to you know to 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 rule the world and keep it and so all those things. And then the the seventh day comes. And the Bible tells us that God does three things with that day that he didn't do with another day, which is he rested, he blessed it, and he sanctified it. Um, and so when it says he sanctified it, it's towards the end of the day, God tells Adam and Eve, this day is mine, it's going to be special. That's what he's saying with the word sanctified. He has set it aside for a special use. But before God sets it aside for a special use, God actually rests the day 
with the purpose of giving an example to the human race, to the parents of the human race, on what to do on that day. And as we study the scriptures, we realize that it is actually Jesus who created the, the, the seventh day. Jesus is the creator of all things. And the book of Mark chapter 2, Jesus calls himself in verse 27, the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is the owner of the Sabbath. Why? Because he is the one who created the Sabbath. And that's why the Sabbath is called the Lord's Day by John in Revelation chapter 1. And in Isaiah chapter 58, God calls the Sabbath my holy day. And, uh, and in the, the fourth commandment enshrines the, the seventh day as a sacred day because it is God's day. And so what did God do? What did Jesus do? On that first Sabbath and other Sabbaths. Well, there are three, there are three words that reflect to us what Jesus uh, did on the Sabbath. That uh, Genesis chapter two and verse two says that God ended, uh, on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done and he rested on the seventh day. That word rest literally means to cease. And so in order for God to rest on the Sabbath, he ended his work, he ceased his work. He did not do what he was doing on the six days. The sixth day had come to an end, God ceases, and on the sixth, on the seventh day, God does not do what he did during the six days. That's the first, that, that word is very important. Then on the, on the, on the, uh, on Exodus chapter 20, on verse 11, we read, um, we read, it says, For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. And so here we have another word, a Hebrew word for rest which is different to the Hebrew word used in Genesis chapter 2. And this Hebrew word literally means to rest, to relax. The other word means to cease. This this one really means to take it easy, to what, what we think of resting. And then in Exodus chapter 31, we find the word rest associated with another word. In verse 17 of chapter 31, it says, It is a sign between me and the children of Israel forever. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and the seventh day he rested, and he was refreshed. The word rested is the same one as used in Exodus chapter 20, which it means to to take it easy, to just relax, uh, you know, put your feet up as we think of. And But then the word refresh. God breathed deeply. That's what the, literally the word uh, means in Hebrew is to breathe in deeply, to, to, to relax, to enjoy. In other words, God spent the day with Adam and Eve looking at his creation. He has, he had ceased to do what he was doing during the six days. The day is a completely different day. It's a day where he relaxes, where he builds relationship with Adam and Eve, where he looks at his creation and he enjoys it. He's actually rejoicing in what he has done. He is being refreshed 
by the day. That's the purpose of the Sabbath, is to refresh us, is to give us a, a, a place where we can actually relax, do nothing of what we do during the six days, to cease completely from that which burdens us and, uh, and uh, worries us and causes us to be anxious. The Sabbath is completely free from that. And so, and then, and then we look at Jesus, what he does on the Sabbath in, during his life, and we see that Jesus says the Sabbath, uh, yeah, it, it is a day to do good. He says it is therefore lawful to do good on the Sabbath. And the Sabbath then, in a, in a sinful context, reminds us of the worth of humanity. The Sabbath was made for man. God so loved man that he gave us a day specifically meant for us to rest and to rebuild our relationships with one another and with God and with nature. And that, you know, Jesus got really upset with men who were willing to rescue animals on the Sabbath who were suffering and were not willing to help man when they were suffering on the Sabbath, because the Sabbath reminds us that human beings were created in the image of God. Human beings are not animals. We are a higher creation. And the Sabbath was made specifically for humankind to be in a living relationship with God, to never forget that we are children of God, that He is our Father, and that He longs for us to live with him. Jesus also went to church on the Sabbath. He went to the synagogue. The book of Luke chapter 4 verse 16 tells us that it was the custom of Jesus to go to the synagogue every Sabbath. So that's how important for Jesus the Sabbath was a day of worship. And also the Bible tells us that when Jesus died, the book of Luke tells us that when Jesus died, the only day that he actually fully rested was the Sabbath. He was in the tomb resting on the Sabbath. So Jesus, Jesus kept the Sabbath when he finished creation and he kept the, the Sabbath when he uh, finished the work of redemption. And so the Sabbath is a gift that reminds us that we have not been made just, you know, for, for material things. It is the opposite. The Sabbath breaks that cycle of materialism breaks the cycle of consumerism. The Sabbath reminds us that relationships are more important than money, that, that having a relationship with God, the spiritual, is the highest cause for existence. Just think of this. The first day that Adam and Eve ever lived, the first full day they ever lived, was a day in which they spent completely with God. So God was telling them, the reason why I have created you I have created you to be in a relationship with me. And the Sabbath is the seventh day refresher. If we become so absorbed by material things, so absorbed by the daily routine, the Sabbath breaks that routine and forces us to refocus on that which is really worthwhile living for, which is first God and then others. You know, the Sabbath even demands the giving of rest to human, to, to animals and to nature. That's that's the, the 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 whole ideology of the Sabbath is to give rest to man first, then to animals, and then to the natural world. God is a God of rest, did you know? 
He gave us the, the night to rest. He gave us the weekly rest, the Sabbath. Then he gave the Jews four weeks off every year where they had to do nothing but go to Jerusalem and spend those weeks in adoration and praise in the, in those feasts. And one year, every seven years was, was a sabbatical year. And so remember, dear friend, you have today an opportunity to actually Go back to the, to the origin, to that original order. The order that, that gives, that brings us happiness, that tells you who you truly are. The order that brings you into connection with God and with one another and breaks the cycle of materialism and invites you to live your life in connection with that which is really worth. We would like to invite you. Um, if your soul is responding to this and you really see that you need a Sabbath in your life, why don't you start joining us and start keeping the Sabbath from sunset on Friday until sunset on on Saturday and come to us, join us at church. Find a Seventh-day Adventist church you can visit and start you know, uh, enjoying the Sabbath. It is God's gift from creation to you. That's wonderful, uh, Sam. Thank you so much for uh, the invitation and also for uh, pointing out the importance of the Sabbath. I learned, uh, Sam, and my dear friend listening today, that Sabbath is a day of relationships. To build relationships also is not legalism. It's not uh, like the pharisaistic approach, you know, a day to don't do this, don't do that. Uh, uh, and it's a beautiful day. It's a day to enjoy in the company of your creator. Mm, that's that's right. wonderful, you know, and how important is actually. And I wonder why people are not benefiting from Sabbath. Why are, why are we running away from the Sabbath, from the blessings of the Sabbath? But the commandment says, remember to keep the Sabbath holy. It's a day blessed and sanctified by God. Now, I, um, I know I hold David also on the line. David, do you have also 30 seconds uh, take-home uh, point? Yes, yes, indeed. Uh, Sam is absolutely right. I really appreciated that sort of ecological uh, thought that he provided for us. Indeed, uh, modern science, modern agricultural science is now recognizing something that was in the scriptures all along, and that is that the land itself needs to be rested. And so the smart farmers are not trying to extract everything they can out of the fields, but they're recognizing that it's, it's in everyone's interest to give the, give the land a rest. Uh, and the other thought that comes to mind is not only, not only do we uh, echo the creational reality uh, by, by keeping the Sabbath, but we also are prophetic of the future because there remains yet a Sabbath for the people of God as we read in Scripture. And that, I think, really relates to the end of time when God will will uh, definitively settle things and there truly will be rest and peace. And uh, our prayer, of course, is for all of the listeners, if they're, if they're not in Christ, that they would pray to receive him as Saviour and Lord uh, and to, to receive him in his fullness, uh, which includes that wonderful title, Lord of the Sabbath. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, uh, David, for being with us uh, today. And thank you, Sam, for um, taking a bit of time from your busy schedule uh, here in Adelaide and joining us on Drive Time uh, BQ&A. Looking forward to catch up with you more when you come to Adelaide. And maybe, who knows, even over the phone, like as we do with David sometime, it will be great to have you with us. But my dear friend, uh, that's all f- from us uh, today. Thank you for being with us today. We are inviting you to join us again because we are going to talk about a very important thing. Uh, the cross is not enough. Oh, what a question will be there. We are approaching Easter just um, next week and uh, uh, join us because we are going to, to have a good discussion. Until then, may God richly bless you and have a safe walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.